Stumbled onto the sleeping giant. Let's broaden our minds. Hello, and welcome back to the Sleeping Giant Podcast. I'm your host, Grayson Marcotte, and I am very glad to be back. It has been a long time since our last show. And I know that's probably been pretty heartbreaking to some of you, so to all five of you right now, I do so humbly apologize, and I promise that I'm going to do a whole lot better. Uh, We do have a fun show lined up for you. We are going to be embracing a bit of a Harry Potter theme. This is a very Harry Potter podcast, you might say. Um, It's something I've wanted to do for a while, as I've only recently gasped finished reading all of the books. Now, my wife, Maggie, she's a huge Harry Potter fan, so I thought it would be fun to bring her onto the show again and, and kind of talk Harry Potter for a bit. We even got our friend Jude Gay from Blah Wars to join us and chit-chat a bit about the Harry Potter fandom, so it's a, it was a lot of fun to record. It was a lot of fun to do, and I hope you guys have uh, as much fun listening as we did talking. Alright guys, before we begin, I just wanted to go over a few things. As I said, podcasting has slowed quite a bit, as you also may have noticed. Between work and everyday family life, I've had all of absolutely zero time to work on this, which is to say, of course, I've barely even had a proper family life on account of my insane work schedule. Now, I have been a working man for most of my life at this point. I also fully support the notion of working hard to provide for your family. However, if your job could potentially result in no longer having a family for which to provide, then that sort of renders your efforts kind of moot, in my opinion. Now, I understand that there are times when you just kind of have to grin and bear it and do what you got to do, but after a long time of of thinking and and, uh, debating whether or not quitting a job would be worth it. Um, Ultimately, I came to the conclusion that that it was worth it. Now, I will have fulfilled my two weeks notice, I believe, by the time this podcast goes live. And uh, and I'm I'm pretty happy about that because it's going to give me a lot more time with my family, as well as uh, opportunities to create, to podcast and to continue shaping the sleeping giant into something a bit more cohesive. We are going to have more uh, more comic talk, for sure, more card talk, which I'm excited about, and uh, of course more pops and giveaways and probably more pop giveaways, so it's going to be fabulous for want of a better word. It will be fabulous. Now, before we get to the meat of the program, I did want to introduce our guest, Mr. Jude Gay. Jude is one of the co-presenters of Blah Wars, which is a weekly Star Wars podcast based in the UK. Jude is joined on the show by his co-presenters, Mr. John Galantini and Miss Brady Tippetts. The three of them are hilarious, and I look forward to listening to it every week. It's my favorite Star Wars podcast. Their knowledge of Star Wars is abundantly clear. Their love for Star Wars is even more clear, and I just have a fantastic time listening to it. It really brightens my day every Monday, which is usually uh, a terrible day for most of us in the workforce. 
because you get to, to start that whole terrible process all over again. But I get to start my Monday with Blah Wars, so that's really cool. And Jude was able to coordinate with us, um, God bless him, the time difference between here and uh, where he lives. I think he's five hours ahead, so he really kind of took one for the team and, and took some time out of his night to, to join us. And for that, we are very grateful. Last but not least, because life is full of funny little quirks, we did work really hard to nail down a time and date to, to record this show, and, and as it happened, the time and date came, and where we are in Florida, we got smacked with a squall line. So the audio is more than a bit dodgy in some places, so for that, I'm going to go ahead and apologize. It is what it is, guys. Now, here it is, the moment you've all been waiting for, the actual Harry Potter segment of our very Harry Potter podcast. Jude, you there? Hey, man. How you doing? Awesome. I am very well. I am so glad to to finally have you here. This is super exciting for me. I'm 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 stoked. <laughs> but I, honestly, I'm, I've been thinking about it all day. It's been a long day here in England. It's what was it now? It's uh, seven o'clock, and uh, I got up about half five this morning because my little boy just decided to wake up really early. So it's been a really, really long day of just thinking about doing this podcast, which has been great. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Well, here we are. I've got my wife, Maggie, with me. She's going to be joining us. Hey, Maggie. Hi. Big Harry Potter fan, right? Oh, yeah. You're the Harry Potter fan in that household, I've taken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're working <laughs> on my daughter. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Now, I can't wait. I'm the fan, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. You need to, yeah, you definitely need to. I'm, so I'm, I've got a point now with, with Jesse, my son, he's well into Marvel, and I, I don't know why. I think it's because those characters are so, so vivid. Like, he calls the Hulk the big green man, and he's really scared of him. And I'm kind of like, oh, come on, Star Wars, Star Wars. But there's nothing special about farm boy Luke Skywalker. Um, but I think when he's a bit older, definitely we'll be pushing the Potter, the Potter world on him yeah. big time. I know yeah. that uh, I I didn't identify with the first Star Wars movie as much until I was already an adult, and I was like, you know, I don't know why I never disliked this, and I think that's probably for the reason <laughs> that you just mentioned. I mean, it's, yeah. as a kid, it's kind of hard to get into, but you know what? I'm gonna just stop right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So this is the Harry Potter special that we've been planning for a while, and I was, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about how I wanted to, to start this and do it. So uh, I was talking to Maggie, and she thought that one of the best ways to start a Harry Potter show would be to begin with the Sorting Hat, because we've all, I'm sure, taken the test. Oh yeah. We've all, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah, we've all been on on Pottermore. So Jude. Yeah. Where are you yeah. at? Well, well, the thing is with Pottermore is that I predict it. I've wanted to be in Gryffindor. And I think there's like, when, it, when it's like the process of, of an, uh, I can't even speak. When it's the process of uh, choosing the questions, you can kind of almost work it out yourself. So it's, uh, I was like, I can just about squeeze into uh, Gryffindor. Um, and I did. So I, I think I did it myself. Uh, so using... you think that would be your house anyway? Uh, well, I hope so. I think it's because, I don't know whether it's, it's like some sort of weird messiah complex thing. Where you're like, oh, I just want to be Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> so, you, so you kind of, yeah, I think, I think that might be my house. Yeah. I did, when, I went to, when I went to the studio tour, I bought myself the Gryffindor um, jumper or sweater, as you guys call it, mm -hmm. over, over in the States. Mm -hmm. and, um, but I did 
I, I, I'll be honest, I was like, oh, the Slytherin one does look cool. Um, and I don't know whether it's me not being honest with myself. Am I a little bit, am I a little bit naughty? Am I a little bit naughty and I just don't want to admit it? Um, but no, when I, when I did when I did the um, Pottermore stuff, I was uh, I did get placed into into Gryffindor. Yeah. yeah, Parker got sorted into Slytherin. I thought that was good. Oh, good, man. Well, you know... I, uh, I I personally feel like I belong in Ravenclaw, but you know several. Why is several that? Well, <laughs> I I don't know. I guess just my personality. I'm a little bit more um, a little a little bit more into uh, being left alone in my study, and uh, as oh, yeah. as opposed yeah, yeah. to um, you know uh, manipulating people and vying for power and that that whole thing. But I guess I could see Slytherin. You know, underlying. <laughs> I mean, you know, only in only in so that uh, only insofar as I would pursue power for the sake of pursuing it. You know, that there would be the journey, not necessarily the 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 attainment of the power. Got you. Yeah. How about you, Maggie? Uh, I I always assumed I would be in Ravenclaw as well because um, I'm very bookish and uh, I'm creative. I'm an artist. Um, but Pottermore disagreed. And I went, oh, yeah. I went into a state of severe denial. Uh, <laughs> I was sorted into Hufflepuff. But then... Oh, yeah. That's, I, a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, no, it is. It is. But it took me a while to accept it. And I actually... There is... I think it's a 125-question test. It's very in-depth that you can take. And I also wow. got sorted into Hufflepuff. And then I looked well, up... Okay. I, I got really in-depth into this. I actually looked up my... Um, Myers-Briggs personality type, and it was Hufflepuff, right. so I finally accepted it. I am Hufflepuff. <laughs> wow, wow, well, wow. Okay. I imagine if that was for real with the actual real sorting hat, you'd uh, you'd have been going to McGonagall go- saying, please, <laughs> please, just put me in Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, I want to I kind of figure out, too, uh, because I, I, don't, I don't know, obviously, but um, so when, when did you guys get into Harry Potter was it with when the book was published and I think it was 97 or did you guys kind of catch on after that train had been going uh, do you want to go first yeah uh, for me I think books one and two had already been released it was up to the Chamber of Secrets um, and my dad actually took me to the Barnes and Noble and he was like hey this uh, series has been very popular lately would you like to give it a shot mm-hmm. I looked at the cover, and, you know, I, I like um, fantasy, but I was like, oh, I don't know. The guy looks kind of, you know, dorky. But <laughs> I, I gave it a shot, and I fell in love, and that was it. Yeah. Um, so, from, so, yeah, it'd been, it'd been around for quite some time before I actually picked the book up, I must admit. Um, but I remember that there were, before I even picked the book up, there were sort of massive news uh, articles on on these these phenomenal books, mm-hmm. um, and then it was like uh, it, it transcended from from the papers to um, you know the TV TV news bulletins, and and then it was I remember Goblet of Fire coming out, and it was um, this news bulletin, and hundreds of people. Uh, kids, adults, um, dressing up as wizards and, you know, elves and all kinds of things, uh, queuing at midnight for the, the midnight release of Goblet of Fire. And I thought, 
okay, come on, there's got to be there's got to be something good in this. Um, so we we went away. I think I was about how I was eleven in ninety seven. So it must have been about two thousand and one um, that we went away on holiday and. Um, they said, uh, right, we're going to take some books. We're going to just do a bunch of reading. Uh, anything you want to get your, take, get your hands on. I said, look, I'm going to try this Harry Potter thing out. And got to the airport, picked a Philosopher's Stone up. And, uh, yeah, I was hooked. But to my utter disappointment, I only bought um, Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. And I read them both within the week and then had to wait another three weeks <laughs> before I could get back to England and find a copy in English because obviously in France um, I was I was like can I learn enough French in the <laughs> time we've got left wow, to get through uh, Azkaban um, but yeah that, so would that be was impressive. yeah must have been about yeah about 2001 and then that was it I was like I was hooked I was so hooked Maggie after you read it what kind of where, where were you at and it was very difficult because when you got on board, um, you know, as the books were just, like I said, I, I got on board when only the second book had been released, and it was just so hard to wait um, for mm. those new releases to come out. And uh, I, I don't think I ever got to really attend any of the releases as a kid, but, um, you know, once, as I was a young adult and... Um, you know, the last few books were coming out, then I started attending the mm. releases, and it was just, it was amazing, and I can, you know, imagine as much hype as there was over here about it, I'm sure in the UK and England, it was even yeah. more so, because, you know, that was the home of Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I mean, even, I live in, near Oxford, and uh, they, they filmed some scenes uh, in and around Oxford, um, and it's just the amount of Harry Potter shops, little pop-up shops you've got, little wand stores. I mean, it's, it is like walking down Diagon Alley in some places. And then, obviously, wow. I, I commute into London as well, and they've got Harry Potter tours where they, um, you know, you can go to King's Cross um, Station, Platform 9, three-quarters shop. Oh, that's and, cool. Um, and I go through King's Cross every day, and with, without fail, there is someone dressed as a wizard walking, <laughs> and I like to pretend it's just a normal wizard, like they're not in, they're not in dress up. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm just a muggle passing through. <laughs> so it's it's always here. It's always here. Oh, and I went to Edinburgh recently for some work, and um, because she wrote a lot of the the books up in Edinburgh in that little cafe, I think it's like the Elephant Cafe or something. Um, there's there's a ton of Harry Potter stuff and merch and shops and stuff up there. So it's um. It's just massive still over here. The, the, the hype has not died. If, if anything, it's kind of like bringing tourists awesome. in. So it's, um, it's, it's really yeah, it's the pretty same cool. Because we've got the Universal Orlando. And most I know, of, man. If, when, as soon as you get out of the car <laughs> in the parking lot, you see so many roads. And it's hilarious to me because it can yeah. get you know well over yeah, 100 hot. degrees here. <laughs> and people really? are so dedicated. They're still in these long sleeve robes in their scarves. And people will That's be passing out from, you know, a heat stroke. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you guys talk about that, though, because I that's actually the way that I found out about Harry Potter. It was, uh, I guess it was between Halloween <laughs> You're and just Christmas. Around, <laughs> <laughs> you well, I worked at a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I worked at a toy store, actually. And right. um, 
and it was inside of a mall, so, you know, we do, like, the mall trick-or-treat and everything, but uh, the movie had come out in 2001, I think, uh, the first film, and then when yeah. it came out on, on video or, or DVD or, or whatever the proper term is now, the, yeah. it, it went through its home release, whatever platform you choose. Um, we had it playing in the store, so I was like, oh, this is interesting. I definitely recognize John Williams. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then come, you know, Halloween, there were all the, you know, little kids and the, the glasses and, and uh, the scar on the head and, and the road. And I was like, what is this? So my coworker yeah, at the cult. time, Nick Partridge, he kind of enlightened me as to what was going It is almost a cult. It is a cult. Um, and I was just like, well, this is insane. This is a phenomenon. But I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't jump on, you know. I think it was – I think I just missed it. You know, if I would have been born maybe a summer earlier – I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. think age has as much to do with it. I think I just I missed the hype, and therefore I missed that initial interest. Um, and then maybe it just kind of went on without me, and that's why I didn't didn't really jump on. Um, yeah, but, happens, man. Yeah, it happens. I mean, you know, it's it's all good because uh, I read them years later, and uh, there were cool. several several years actually Finally between. Got yeah, between <laughs> book three and seven. <laughs> I think uh, there was some time um, that uh, there was some time between those books, but I finally finished them all. I just was so busy with work towards the end of it, I had to listen to the audio books, which was fine because they yeah, were yeah. very well uh, narrated. And the who, who narrates them? You know what? I, I forgot. Um, which I wish that's that's information I wish I would have written down. But because uh, we've got, um, do you know Stephen Fry? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so he narrates them over here, and it's just, I hear his voice, and it takes me back to when I was like 15, 16 years old, um, just listening to it. So I'd listen to the audiobooks, just a random, random chapter, random book. Wow, uh, just I, I wish me I off to sleep um, when I was when I was a teenager. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, love love his voice, and he's, oh. he just brings this sort of gravitas to the Jim whole. Dale. Um, it's Jim Dale who does it over here. Okay, cool. I, I don't think I've heard of that guy. He's, he's really um, good. He does Although, a really good job. Yeah, Stephen Fry, I think. If I had a choice, I would definitely go with yeah. Stephen Fry. Um, so I guess let's uh, – I'm going to ask some questions. I don't know if you can hear that, Jude. There's a squall line headed this way. So. Yeah, <laughs> oh, if we yeah. lose you. <laughs> um, that's what happened. But uh, okay. <laughs> So I had some questions that I wanted to ask for the show, and, and maybe we can go back and forth with these and uh, – I wanted to know though, because uh, like I said, I'm, I personally missed the train. Uh, what drew you guys into Even Harry the Potter? Yes, the, 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 <laughs> I missed the Hogwarts Express. Bing. <laughs> what drew you guys into it? Um, into the books and and um, and the movies over other books and, and characters. Do you want to well, take this one first, really Megan? Nothing really compares. I mean, and that was one of the best things about Harry Potter was. Uh, you know, at the time, there wasn't, you know, any really big series or novels out there that was really grabbing the attention of kids and young adults at the time. And that Harry Potter really opened that door back up for other authors and just the genre of young adult. And, um, mm. uh, what is it? It's a um, young adult. And... What are you thinking of his dark materials? No, 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 the, um, the genre before. Oh, the genre. Mm. Um, you know, not for children, children, but, you know, the older kids. 
but yeah, it just, it really got, I think, kids back into reading and excited about reading. You know, I was yeah, always, yeah, yeah. A, I loved to read, so I, I really appreciated that aspect of things. No, absolutely. I think I'm the same. I, I grew up with, like, Roald Dahl. Um, mm. I don't know if you know oh, yeah. that stuff. <laughs> um, and then you, I kind of progressed and read, you know, stuff like Goodnight, Mr. Tom um, by Michelle uh, McGorian. And then, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's this, like, sort of period of nothing Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I mean, like, look, I was dipping in and out of comic books and really getting into, you know, other uh, genres like, you know, your Star Wars and your Marvels and your DCs and, and stuff like that. Um, but like I say, when I when I just started to see all this, the, the hype for this thing and the popularity, I think it was like, well, what what am I missing out on? What you know, this thing has got to be good <laughs> if all these people are like freaking out over it and dressing up. Uh, as, as these <laughs> wizards and I think it was just the like the popularity that just made me go I feel like I'm missing out I need to get involved and um, yeah glad I did what was the uh, what was the anticipation like once you guys got into it what was the anticipation like um, <clears throat> over each new book and, and what was the general time frame between those releases oh gosh I don't remember um, it's all kind of a blur honestly <laughs> I think was there like a few years between each book? Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember listening to uh, the radio. I was in. Uh, this is ridiculous. I can remember this. I was in Canterbury, uh, in Kent, in England. Um, anticipation, I think, for um, number five, Order of Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there was a news article. Oh, J.K.'s um, struggling. Um, to write the, this this book, she's saying it's a real struggle, and I think she's put it back six months. And I, I just remember this massive concrete disappointment. It's <laughs> nothing. Six more months. What's going on? I hope um, you're not a George Martin but fan. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> no. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the show surpassed his writing or something. Yes, now. it's, uh, it's ridiculous. bad. <laughs> Um, I hope he just makes it up and takes it in a totally different direction. <laughs> um, so I, I think, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was the, yeah, the anticipa- anticipation was massive. And I remember um, there was a shop in England that's now closed. It was called Woolworths. Um, and that's literally where you'd go for everything. So from sweets to jumpers to scarves to books to videos to everything. And they'd have a midnight, um, a midnight opening for every Harry Potter book, and uh, you'd go down there, and then you'd walk past and see a huge poster saying "Midnight Opening Harry oh, Potter yeah. Book," whatever the date was. And I remember looking at my dad going, "Oh, please, please, please!" please. <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, okay, let's 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 do it." So um, walked down there, and the queue was huge, and uh, sort of right round the block. And um, yeah, got 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 a copy of *Lord um, of the Phoenix*, and just went home and blitzed as much as I could. Woke up the next day and thought, no way, I'm too tired to even remember what happened in the first <laughs> chapter. So I started back at number at chapter one again and um, and read it very very slowly. Um, yeah, I remember because, it being uh, like yeah. a book hangover when you would get a new book because you would stay up all night 
and you'd get no sleep, and then the next day you'd be yeah. so disoriented. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta read it again. <laughs> Gotta read it again. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I was more excited for the the, the books and the films, if I'm honest. Um, I don't know whether that's another question coming up. I just kind of naturally yeah. went with it. But um, yeah, the films. I like the films, but the books. It's just you can't beat the books. You can't beat the novelization. No, and that was the best part because you had no idea what was going to happen next. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, with the films, you know what's going to happen. So. Of course, yeah, I mean, that makes absolute. Yeah, sense. we're readers, by the way. I don't know if if you <laughs> if you gathered that uh, or if we've ever gone out of our way to advertise it. Oh, that's good, man. <laughs> yeah, Not we, enough um, people read. Too many people Netflix. Stop it. Pick a book up. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Do you remember um, there was a film, The Cable Guy, with Jim Carrey? Yeah, Matthew yeah. Broderick. <laughs> So I, I didn't notice this until years later that Kyle Gass was in that book and and after you know, the climax of the film and, and the television goes out across the city yeah. or whatever, he's sitting there and he sees this dusty old tome on the table next to him and he, and he picks up the book and opens it and then there's this huge look of joy on his face like, oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember reading. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I, I regretfully haven't... Um, I haven't actually picked up a book and read in some time. I've, I've been just work as a uh, yeah. It's not quite the same though. It's not as engaging as a novel, um, but uh, I do miss that. So I listen to a lot of audiobooks, a whole lot of audiobooks, mm. uh, almost the entire Star Wars library. Uh, yeah. At this point, I think. Um, Right, right. I'm just, I'm just saying. But, but all just saying. Just they just sink into your life, right? So it's, you know, yeah. if you work in, I mean, I work on a computer all day, um, but I can just plug in and and take my mind um, somewhere somewhere else if I'm doing mundane sort of work, you know. Um, or to commute, you know, in London it's like sardines on the tube. You can't. There's no space for anything. So you, let alone a book. Yeah. Um, so you kind of, you know, if you can plug into an audio book, you're, you're sorted. With that said, though, it's it's interesting that you made the comment about the movies because I was always interested in, in how you all thought. And when I say you all, of course, I mean Harry Potter fans, what you guys thought of the films, if you thought they were good, if you thought they did the books justice, or if, mm. if they're just garbage. <laughs> I don't think they're garbage, though. <laughs> It, it actually it really varies from film to film because they each had you know a different feel. I think the first two movies, obviously because the books were shorter, they were able to stick more to um, the actual story line that Rowling created. But um, after that, there was just so much information, and I always remember oh. feeling so frustrated in the theater because. I knew a lot of people, this was their first intro into Harry Potter. I was like, this isn't, this isn't what happens. Yeah. There's so much yeah. more that you're missing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know. I, I completely agree. Um, I think, yeah, you mentioned a good point that the first two films have got this sort of, it's almost like candy, like everything's oversaturated and bright. Mm. And, and I like, I mean, I liked that. I really did. Mm. Um, and then when we get to Azkaban, it's like the aesthetic suddenly changes to um, pretty grey and, and, and foggy and, and misty. And yeah, I think even the landscape. Um, so for, for the one that, that springs to mind is Hagrid's hut. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a, you know in the first two, it's, a, it's a sort of at the end of um, 
this nice mowed lawn and then um it, you know in the third one and and following on from that it's uh it's down the bottom of that that huge mountain with the the higgledy piggledy steps um and i think the whomping willow changed as well um it was kind of quite thick and, and fat with these huge fisty clubs and then in the third one it was quite wispy and then and thin branches I, I don't mind either aesthetic but i think i think the the, the one thing that annoys me when looking back is that inconsistency of the, of the visuals mm. um uh, yeah, I think from from three onwards, the the films are superb, absolutely superb. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it felt much. Um, it just felt more like the world to me too. Um, from three onwards, um, I just I actually the two books I read the least are the first two books because um, I just feel now that I'm an adult that they feel very childish and it's um from Prisoner of Azkaban where it starts to mm. feel more adult and the storyline gets darker and more serious yeah serious. no pun intended uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we did that yeah <laughs> so which yeah, uh, uh, which was your so, your favorite film for you guys war we done favorite book we're going to jump straight into... Yeah, let's do are they, are they different? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm reading, uh, I'm reading questions, and I <laughs> I used book and film interchangeably. Mm. Um, so uh, that was not intentional. It just kind of happened as I was writing them down. Uh, they were meant to be separate questions. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, let's definitely go first. with books. What's your favorite book, Keith? Uh, I think the one that got me the most excited, and I think it's because it's just twist of of all twists is Azkaban um, I, I love it and I I, I, um, I was just not expecting that ending when I remember I remember reading Azkaban for the first time I just was not expecting um, you know the, the, the whole the whole thing with uh, uh, the Marauders map and um, you know Snape walking in uh, to the Shrieking Shack and and discovering uh, this 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 part, and up and even up until um, that that moment, you're thinking, man, this dude is like some insane serial killer, <laughs> <laughs> and then it just all flips on its head, and you're like, well, hang on, what? Is a good guy, and then Peter Pettigrew's scabbers, and then all, and it's just like, <laughs> and your mind is blown. I just remember, yeah, being what like. Mm. 17, 18, just like uh, this is uh, this is this is great writing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as, as reveals go, that's 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 well up there, um, big time. She's definitely good at um, pulling the Yeah. Um, yeah, I think my my favorite book for the longest time it was Order of the Phoenix, which is not a lot of people's favorite um, because my favorite character is Sirius Black. And yeah. got the most serious Snap. in that in that um, um, book. But then I um, reread <laughs> Half Blood Prince, and I mm. just love all the information that you get in that book. And you really get more time with Dumbledore, and um, because he's always such a mysterious character, and I love Dumbledore. Mm. He's probably my mm. second favorite character, so you really get mm. to know him a little bit more. Um, so I would say. Half-Blood Prince is probably my favourite. Yeah, because my favourite film, I think, 
is half blood, blood prints. I think the the um, the cinematography is beautiful. I think the um, when they're up in the tower, I think that's you know that's that's really well set and the scenes um, sort of well paced. And you really feel for like Malfoy um, oh, yeah. with the task that he's got to do and the the way that sort of builds up to that crescendo of Snape bursting in and. And I quite like the end scene where they're up in the tower and I think the way they handled Dumbledore's sort of death um, was really well delivered in the film. It was tasteful. Um, yeah. yeah, it really was. Um, even with the sort of the lifting of the wands and, you know, um, the, 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 the lights, um, the lumos uh, at the end of their wands, you know, it's, it's, it's been well thought out, that film. That was um, the sixth story, right? Yes. Sixth story. Um, yeah. Yeah, that that was always pretty powerful for me. I think that um, as someone, I you know, it's weird because I, I don't think I'm on the periphery, really, when it comes to Harry Potter. I, I think you can just go ahead and say that I like Harry Potter, which is kind of yeah. funny because I, I almost feel ostracized in, in a way where I say, oh, you know, Harry Potter's all right. <laughs> and it's sometimes <laughs> you, you're either all in or not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I enjoy it. Um, and, I, and I think for me, uh, I think it was the Half-Blood Prince that, that did it, um, that kind of sold me completely on the whole thing, which sucks because it was so late into the story. Is that because Dumbledore died and you were like, oh, now what? You no. Want <laughs> No, I, I always thought Harry Potter was kind of a tool, personally. Um, <laughs> this, oh, me too. The, um, you know, so I didn't, you know, I didn't really, it, it was it was really kind of what you just described, actually. I think it was the, the interpersonal relationships that were strained and then yeah. really just kind of um, broke at that point and everyone kind of had to choose a side um, yeah. and, and operate. They were either with, with Hogwarts and, um, or they were with, uh, Voldemort. So I, I thought that was very cool. That that yeah. polarization, I thought I was like, man, well done. That is so cool. War mm. was officially mm. on at that point. Like going back to school wasn't, you know, the concern. It, everything had changed at that point. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So that actually leads me to uh, my next question. That I'm always very curious about. Uh, do you guys think that the casting was appropriate? And I think it's just a fun question to ask. I mean, I don't really think it has a lot of bearing overall. But um, do you think uh, do you think the casting was appropriate? And and who would you have chosen for specific roles if if you could? Fans' choice. Ooh, um, yeah, I think it depends. It's all contextual to the character, right? So for me, Hagrid, like perfect. Yeah, Hagrid is right on. Like Robbie Coltrane, you just can't. I can't see anyone else as that that character. Um, even McGonagall and Snape. I think they, those guys. I don't know what you think, Maggie, but those guys were like bang on in terms of casting. Um, yeah, it's funny because all of those, um, you know, the Golden Trio were never my favorite. Um, I do like Hermione, but Ron and Harry, yeah. I could take them or leave them. Um, it was always. Actually, a lot of the professors who were my favorite characters, so I thought they did a really good job in casting them, and that's what yeah. meant the most to me. Like, the kids, you know, it could have been anyone, really, but sure, they did a good job um, casting Dumbledore, like you said, McGonagall and Snape. Yeah, well, because um, Dumbledore, of course, was had to be cast 
twice because Richard Harris sadly passed away um, after Chamber of Secrets, right? So really too bad. Um, yeah, and do you know what? I, I, he had just had the perfect face and beard. And, and demeanor. He had he was a lot yeah. more playful, like Dumbledore is in the books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually um, what you were talking about, how the, the tone seemed to change in the third, is actually the perfect time if it had to happen for that to happen because um yeah. <clears throat> Dumbledore became more serious and there was a lot mm. going on. So it was mm. Yeah, well that's a good shout. And um Did I you think who's him he... in the goblet of fire. <laughs> Harry Potter! Harry Potter! <laughs> he starts putting this like crazy slight Irish accent on it. Like, you need to calm down, Michael Gambon. Stop it. He was a good replacement, I think. Yeah. yeah. He's, um, young enough to carry it on for a few years, I think. I don't have any. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I'm only going to say this because he's staring me right in the face right now but i think christopher eccleston probably could have done a cool snape oof that's oh. yeah that's a good wow. alternate universe or even Voldemort. yeah i could see that good shot well. i mean that's that is that's a big nose you've got to get rid of um I'd love to, <laughs> yeah. i might photoshop that up and see what it looks yeah. like and ping it over to you you know who i um, actually didn't care for in the films um not that i cared for her character a lot Anyway, but um, I think the actress's name is Bonnie Wright, um, the girl who played Ginny Weasley. Uh, okay, yeah. She had no fire. She had none of Ginny's fire, and um, she just came across as very bland. And I yeah, and I know what you mean, especially in the later films when that chemistry really needs to take place, and it's mm -hmm. kind of it's almost like. Too it's painful to watch. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, uh, like, this this is, is, I'll just fast forward this, make myself a cup of tea, and come back in ten minutes. Yeah, yeah but I think that's a little better in the book. I think. Yeah. As yeah, far as the story went. Well, you know, Ginny was a little Spitfire in the book, and I love that about her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she was definitely she really takes, her mother's daughter. Takes it. <laughs> yeah. No, well, that that end fight in um, book seven mm -hmm. is. Um, yeah, it's great. Absolutely brilliant. Um, just going back to, I don't know who I I mentioned Stephen Fry earlier. And I don't know if it's because he, he narrates the books over here, but I always imagine he'd, he'd make a, um, a, f a fantastic professor. Um, probably, oh, who's the, who's the Slytherin professor? I've totally forgot his name in, in book six, uh, The Potions Master, Slughorn. Yeah. He'd make a great Slughorn. Um, I imagine, I've always sort of said that. Um, and I, worked, but I struggled to think where I'd fit him in, but I think Slughorn would have been... Um, would have been a genius or, or, or minister for magic um, oh yeah he, he would have been great for that uh, it's kind of funny you say that it's just like such. let's just get stephen fry in harry potter don't care where <laughs> you know yeah. just get him get get the man a role yeah cgi i'm in somewhere like in, the, in some new release or something just have him on the side with his wand hanging out <laughs> yeah. not, not like that I had to get the uh, not like that in there. I'm sorry. Right. right. No, that's crossing okay, over from okay. Blah Wars. That's just that's um, just fine. It's kind of funny this whole thing because I'm like I'm vacillating between my knowledge of the books and films, so I'm just kind of <laughs> like, wait, this happened. Okay, wait, uh, wait, aren't I asking the questions? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. No, it's, it's okay. Just it's, rambling, now. Rambling. Um, so I wanted to get a little bit more detail oriented because uh, I did have some questions and you guys being 
big Harry Potter fans might have the answers. I've got a feeling Maggie's going to school me big time. But we'll, um, <laughs> we'll see what I can do. Well, the first question is, I, I want to talk about spellcasting. Um, so, now, did, did, you, did a wizard or witch have to have, did they have to have a wand to cast a spell? Was that mandatory? No. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't think it was, I know they could cast spells without speaking them. Um, that was a particular skill of a more advanced witcher wizard, but I'm not sure about the wand. You said no? Yeah, yeah I, I remember there being a, a, a huge... I think there's a chat about it when they talk talking um, about... Uh, is it... Uh, what's the foreign one maker? Grigor... Uh, oh, I can't say his name. Something Grigorovich. Yeah, That's Grigorovich. the one. Um, and I remember there being a, chat, a lot of chat about Merlin, but then I remembered in... I think it's Azkaban, um, and actually Philosopher's Stone in the film. So I don't know whether it's, you know, official canon in book form. We have to look it up maybe. But um, I remember when Harry's playing a Quidditch match and the Dementors come up, take him out, and he falls, Mm. and he's falling to the ground and um, Dumbledore stands up and just uses his finger to point um, at, at Harry and, 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 and breaks his um, breaks the speed and there was a, I think it was when um, Professor Quirrell um, is, is is making Harry's wand do all kinds of crazy stuff uh, sorry, wand um, uh, broom doing all kinds of crazy stuff in, in the Quidditch uh, pitch uh, again and you see uh, Snape, you know, just muttering some sort of incantation. I don't know if you need a wand for that or not. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. But I, rem- I remember, like, there being some specifics around, you know, not needing a wand. And I, do you know what? Because I'm quite into, like, lore and stuff. Um, not, not specifically Harry Potter, but just in general across lots of different genres. I remember reading something somewhere that a wand only helps a wizard channel um, the, the 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 magic mm-hmm. to make it like as you know precision as as possible, and because it, I think the law is, and this might have come out of like J.K.'s uh, Twitter feed um, or something around um, Native Americans who use the uh, wizards who use magic and, and 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 Africa and that sort of thing. So it was um yeah, quite. All quite law heavy. That's what I was going to say too. Like the wand helps them phone in their magic because you know from from the very start Harry Potter was already magical because he made yeah, the right. glass disappear um, at the zoo and there was a bit about him ending up on the roof of the school when he was being mm. bullied. So I mean you're already you have magical ability and I think the wand just helps you. It in. But then you have scenes like where Voldemort um, told Lucius that he required a wand to kill Harry Potter, mm. um, and he wanted his mm. wand because uh, he had... I, I can't remember what happened to his. Um, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I've always thought... Have you ever heard of, like, a weapon other than a what, like a knife or a gun, Voldemort? Just, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Leave one of those. It'd probably work just the same. And they wouldn't expect you to come. Um, 
Exactly. So, yeah, he's a traditionalist. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's and, an artist of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an artist. Um, that's a good. That's a real good point. And you made a good point there about um, Harry not using a wand to like make the glass disappear, and you know, is that what? Have, how is it? Is it in blood? Is it bloodlines? Is it where's the magic come from? I guess is the That's question. Is. Yeah. Yeah, that was literally my next question. Because you've got Hermione has you know her parents are both muggles, so yeah. I, I'm not sure she ever really goes into very much detail about how you know certain people are chosen for that sort of thing. There's got to be an answer out there. She hasn't thought it through us, she JK wrote him. She needs to go back and yeah. look at her notes. That's Start something I really want to know. Um, yeah. Because I also want to know what's up with squibs. Yeah, that's a good you know one. how frustrating that would be to be born into a witch and a wizard and have no magical power? That was, uh, <laughs> and, and, and see, that was one of the, there are a few things that, as I was reading the series, like, really jumped out at me, and, or, or hit me in the feels as you kids say and that was uh yeah. that was one of them was the whole squib thing because i was like yeah like you just said Maggie, i was like that would just be heart rending i think mm. if if that was me and and i was a the, 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 the funny thing with it is if say us muggles um or no match as you guys say out there in, in the states if we if we like stumbled a, uh, upon this world, it would be mind blowing, and like we can't use magic, but it'd still be like wow, this is cool, and you'd be happy with it. But I guess if you were born into that world, and you're just used to it, you're, you're used to that um, environment and everything happening, you can't use it. The frustration um, would be through the roof. Um, <laughs> yeah. So who who is a squib? It's Filch is a squib, and um, who's the old lady? No, not, not. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't remember. This is from Beauty What's her name? I know exactly who you're talking about. I'm gonna Google it now. Uh, squibs yeah. in Harry. Some sort of plant. She lives across the street, doesn't yeah. she? And she um, has all the cats, and her house smells like right. cabbage. Yeah. I can tell you everything about her except her name. Uh, I think that's just the way. Uh, it's coming up. I'm trying to find one. Oh, I've got... I've, I've deep-dived here. I've got history. Uh, is it Mrs. Fig? Is Mrs. Fig, Mrs. is it? Mrs. Fig, yeah. I think That's that, the that one. sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, Dolores Umbridge's brother, apparently, as well. Oh. And uh, Gildroy Lockhart's sister. There you go. Hmm. So, uh, yeah. It just happens, huh? That is an insane website I've just found. <laughs> fandom Harry Potter Wikipedia and it's just like reams it's not even worth reading if I start reading that I'll be, I'll be gone for ages <laughs> close that tab so is there so with with that said it makes me wonder I've always wanted to know is there a, a natural conclusion to a witch or wizard's study of magic or pursuit of magic I mean like what do they do when they graduate from a school of of witchcraft and, and wizardry, what what happens? They take on magical pro profession of some sort. I mean, a lot of them go into the ministry, and, um, and there's several different jobs to be yeah. had there. 
Yeah. I, what would you What would you go into? What would you What would you plump for? Um, if, you, if you had to care of magic some sort of care of magic I'd be another Newt's commander for sure that's probably why I'm a Hufflepuff uh, yeah. I would be chasing yeah, after yeah. all the magical beasties <laughs> that'd be sweet that'd yeah. be really cool yeah. Um, oh, yeah I don't know um, I'd probably end up some, in some sort of like muggle prevention <laughs> thing at the ministry or you yeah. know that, that'd be my grades I mean, just have you guys seen the the um, the film? Uh, sorry, the 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 play, uh, or read the play, the book I, for the I play? I have read the play. I have not. It hasn't come here yet. I think it's um, going to be opening on Broadway. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a two part play, a two part play, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's, but um, I have read the screenplay. Yeah, so right, and I think to to, to maybe just answer that question because, like the, the like you say, the golden free grow up. Mm. And they've all got jobs, and um, well, Hermione's the ministry. Uh, Ron doesn't. He, he, he doesn't. works at um, his uh, brother's joke shop or something, isn't it? Oh, the, um, Weasley's Wizard Weezers. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then Harry. Harry's not an aura. That's kind of. Um, yeah, that was his his main goal was to become an aura, but. It annoyed me. I'll be honest, when I read that, the whole thing annoyed me. Yeah. yeah I, I was I, not, not a fan of that story. I'm sure it comes across better as a play, but the book, I was not a fan of at all. No. I didn't like the time travel thing. I didn't like, like, you're just gr- clutching at straws when you're bringing Voldemort back as the big crescendo at the end. It, it felt like, like fan fiction. It didn't feel like a, you know, legitimate... It, no. I kind of just I, I just discount it as canon to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's very strange. I I always wondered how people reacted uh, to that, and it's funny you say that because I know there are some things that you're just like that didn't happen, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like even I guess even if it was written and or created by the person responsible for the book or series, if they write a sequel or or uh, a companion or, or supplemental novel or a bit of material. You're going to mention the prequels? <laughs> no, but you did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Speaking of, actually, case in point, yeah, <laughs> that didn't happen. Didn't happen. Um, oh, man. Yeah. I think that play, that play is my is my prequels for, for Potter. It was, um, I couldn't tell you how disappointed I was when I read that. Have you um, actually seen, seen the play itself? Do you know what? I... I I haven't, and that's just due to. Honestly, it's just sold out. Yeah, yeah. I've heard from a lot of people though that it translates better if you're watching it, you know, as the play itself. But I, I don't know. The source material is not promising. Uh, you know, I, I will go and see it. I mean, I think if you're in the plane and you're almost transported back into that world, and the, the, the actors bring it back to life, then. I think for any Harry Potter fan, yeah. it's kind of almost a almost a must. But um, I could see that making a huge difference in how yeah, yeah. the material is received. Mm, mm, and yeah, speaking absolutely. of being transported, the Fantastic Beasts, I am now that I am actually completely in love with because it feels like it's Harry Hell's Potter yeah. for adults. <laughs> and I just love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's it's funny because this the the train of this uh, of this conversation is actually going exactly the way that I had <laughs> kind of staged my talking points. So it's it's going natural. Well. It's just a natural 
transitional <laughs> conversation. It's great. Um, I, I, I'm with you. I, so what about uh, Fantastic things. Beasts? I had actually written Magical Beasts. Granted, they are, in fact, Magical Beasts, but what about... Oh, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> what about... Uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Like, what's uh, I, I mean, I've seen it and I don't mind saying that I thought it was wonderful. And yeah, I was nervous about it for sure, mm. but it it blew me away. I thought they did a wonderful job. Now I am a little concerned uh, with Jude Law as Dumbledore. I just I have a very hard time picturing him as Dumbledore. But then again, you didn't. You never really got to know young Dumbledore, so I guess that kind of leaves it open. I guess you see a couple of, like, moving pictures from newspaper cuttings and, and, and whatnot in the old films, but mm-hmm. I think that's, like, predates Jude Law's characterization as Dumbledore in this, this upcoming film. Have you seen, you guys seen the trailers, right, for this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen the first um, one. If they If they released anything else, I haven't seen it. Uh, maybe it's been a little tiny new snippet or something on, on Instagram, maybe. But um, I'm excited, and uh, I mean, Jude Law's a good, uh, he's a he's a great good actor. actor. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm sure these guys are so precious about this um, this franchise that you know they would have gone through the mill trying to find the right fit to play sure. Dumbledore. Um, so you know, sometimes you. Yeah, I'm nervous about this sort of stuff all the time, but I, I was so nervous about like the Last Jedi mm-hmm. that I kind of like almost ruined it for myself. So I think a lesson from that experience was just to like, just chill out and let these let these guys get on with it. But, <laughs> yeah. um, for me, like Fantastic Beasts was well fantastic. Um, what I liked it was just so brand new. It was like a you know a different country, a different way of doing things, a new sort of. It, they don't call it the Ministry of Magic in New York, do they? It's, it's something else. I cannot remember what they, no. they call it. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I don't recall either. I know it's like, um, oh gosh. I will look it up, actually. Look it um, up! On that point, <laughs> but, though, I, I think that it's where Fantastic Beasts, or the characters, I guess, that will, will be in the sequel for sure, that whole mm. thing is what fascinated me the most about Harry Potter. Um, the yeah. series was when you sort of got into Dumbledore's past and you find out that he wasn't always the sort of paragon of goodness and, yeah. and fairness that um, that everybody He was a cheeky, naughty boy. Yeah. Naughty <laughs> little boy. Well, that's the best part of the, the upcoming film is, you know, Dumbledore, in my opinion, is the most fascinating character that J.K. Rowling created in that world. And you always want to know more about him. you got to... You got a little mm. bit, um, especially in the Deathly Hallows, but um, you know now we get to know even more about him, and that, I'm very excited about that. The Magical yeah. Congress of the United States of America. Does that yeah, sound right? Like, yeah, uh, Macusa or something. Macusa, that's oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so that's an acronym. Is that yeah. what that is? Yeah. Trying to think about Crazy. all the differences. There's Macusa, No Match. There's Ilver Morning instead of Hogwarts. Have you taken that test on Pottermore? I haven't. Yeah. I'm gonna do that as soon as I get out of uh, out of the podcast world. Okay. I'm gonna jump on there and do that. Have you done I, your um, Patronus? So you broke up there. Um, have you done your Patronus? Um, no, I haven't. But I have seen the ads when it came out on Instagram. Do you know what? I think I tried, and then um, 
I forgot my email address, but I will. I, I definitely want to know what Patronus I am. I'll probably be something rubbish like a, an ant or a millipede. <laughs> just something so insignificant that it's not yeah. even worth it. What did you come out as? Um, I got a Lynx and then Parker, of cool. course, you know, immediately a stag from or Rare. And then you got an ultra rare one. What was it? Was it a Pegasus? It was an, a, no, I think a, a Brax. I think these are the horses that pull the um, Buxtabon. I don't know how to do it. Um, carriage. I'm maybe. not sure. It's a winged oh, wow. horse, but it's called something different. It's like kind of Braxton. Yeah, I remember she was jealous, though, when, when that yeah. happened. I was like, I don't know, it's just me being me, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Ravenclaw on a lynx. I'm sick of it. I'll never eat Harry Potter again. Forget it. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm, sort of I'm really looking forward to that whole thing, though. Uh, Grindelwald. Um, especially. Oh man, what that was! I, do you know what? I didn't know Johnny Depp was in that film, and when that happened, I was like, "Well, hang on, what's going on?" <laughs> Depp's in it. He yeah, looks he mental. I'm well up for it. Yeah, you don't. You never expect Johnny Depp in that role. Yeah, no, Johnny Depp in Harry Potter was not something that. Uh, no, you uh, never. The Potterverse, I guess I should say, yeah. it's not really Harry. Potter. But also, just as a, as as a token sort of hello at the end. Because, you know, if Johnny Depp's in the film, he's one of the, the leads, and you expect him to be in it throughout. But, yeah, um, but then you get That was a pleasant her. surprise. Yeah. And now we're going, if we're going back in time, then that means that there will be a, a younger Grindelwald alongside um, oh, yeah. Jude, uh, Jude yeah. Law, right? So, so yeah, who's playing Grindelwald? It's, it can't be Johnny Depp. I think it's, it is, yeah. It yeah. is. It is, oh. it is Johnny Depp. So he's I playing a younger version of himself. As well um, as let me just look well. at the pictures because I, yeah, um, pictures from. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. I, I I just kind of assumed since you know Johnny Depp has kind of gotten that old man swell that we all seem to get uh, as we age. <laughs> so I didn't know if you know. Uh, God, that that's Did he? No. Question. Mm-hmm. Is there something to do with? Well, no, we're not going back in time. Yeah, that's what I was... We're not going back in time. Oh, it's we're a, not? It's a set, oh, we're it back is the in same time, time from Harry right. Potter. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. But yeah. It's, it's a sequel. In, yeah. Right, yeah, so Fantastic Beasts is already in the past. I, I mean, you'd think yeah, I yeah. would realize that, <laughs> considering, you know, the dress and, and uh, you know, yeah. the general whole, you know, not, uh, not this day and age thing going on. I'm, I'm I'm looking at the um, the cast photo, and it does look good. It does, I mean, I've got to say, Jude Law does look like he does look like Dumbledore. He's got that suave sophistication going on. I, I thought so and too. Johnny Depp just looks insane, like just a complete contrast, juxtaposition of clothing, hairstyle, um, arrogance. I'm gonna have to um, look that up for sure. It does look, it's very intriguing. And he's holding the Elder Wand, which oh, is exciting. Oh, snap! <laughs> yes, that, that, that is what, I guess, ties the whole thing together. And I wanted to know... Um, because Dumbledore wins that from Grindelwald, right? When they do yeah. I think so. And I, I wanted to know, because this, and again, this, to me, was the most fascinating part of Harry Potter. This history mm. and how all of that kind of coalesced into i mean because you know the the um the relationship 
and events uh, between Grindelwald and Dumbledore really kind of set in motion a lot um, that took place in Harry Potter kind of in the subtext and then later came to yeah. the forefront at the end of the book. So I was wondering from you guys, how how does that precede the the whole Chosen One um, mythos and... And do you guys think that Harry Potter was the chosen one? I know that, and I ask because there's a you know a pretty popular fan theory that states otherwise that has a lot of traction. So I was just wondering what you guys thought about that. Not not necessarily even that, just in so much as maybe Harry Potter was not as significant as he was made out to be in the scheme of things. I mean, he played a part for sure. Right. Yeah. It's, it's an it's an interesting one. Sorry, go on, Maggie. Oh, it's fine. I don't I don't really have a whole lot to say about it because it is you know it's very much open for debate and I kind of like that about it that not everything is answered you know with um you know not she doesn't answer all of the questions completely and I like that I like that it's open to the reader's interpretation. Hmm. Mm. I I mean I guess for me it's kind of. I was thinking about this. Um, I think when I was I was reading rereading the book, and it was that whole thing between, uh, like you, you said, a minute ago, Neville, and, and and it almost comes down to Voldemort just picking the kid who he's going to go and kill. And it's almost, it almost just comes down to he, he was the Voldemort's chosen one in that choose. sense. <laughs> yeah, so it's like the, it's almost like. Up until that point, there's no chosen one. It's just all determined by Voldemort, yeah. maybe. Um, and he represented like one of Voldemort's biggest failures because he had risen to so much power, and then you know, it, yeah, he perceived that this child was the reason for his um, you know temporary descent. But yeah, I think there was that. I remember um, in one of the books, uh, Dumbledore saying to Harry, um, like. It mark you as uh, he'll mark you as his equal, or no, he would mark the chosen one as his equal. Um, bloody bloody blah, born at the at that specific month, and then um, it could have been anyone, but he chose you, Harry. You are the chosen one, um, or something along those lines. Don't quote me on that. It's you know that's the um, that's the sort of loose lines that 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 he goes down. But I think. I think it all just depends on who Voldemort chooses, um, and it, I, I kind of feel like if you're um, if you're just a general sort of witch and wizard living in um, you know society and everything's crumbling, um, is it is it book six uh, half blood prince where it, it, it starts off in the the, the Muggle prime minister's office? Um, yeah, I think so. And there's like all these recognizing yeah. what's happening. Yeah. I love that setup, but if you can imagine living within the magical community at that time, everything's just like breaking, and there's you know dementors leaving Azkaban to go and torment, and the giants are coming over. You you kind of need like someone to look to. You need some, you need that sort of hero to kind of give you hope. It's like that sort of flicker of hope in in the darkness, and I guess. I guess Harry Potter is that to some extent. Um, Help us, Harry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harry, yeah. the figurehead. Yeah. Well, then, what? Um, 
what was your react? I know Maggie how you feel about about the conclusion of the series, and I'm interested. I, I to have see. a very unpopular opinion. I want to compare <laughs> you guys and see kind of where you're both at. Um, what was your reaction, Jude, to the conclusion of the series? How it all wrapped up? Uh, oof. Um, I'm just running through it in my head. Uh, I was disappointed. Um, with, with various deaths, I'll be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I, I remember, I remember feeling disappointed that um, Sirius didn't come back. Um, and I think, as a oh, when too. I was a I teenager, <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like, well, he just fell behind that veil, and I kind of expected this big explosion right at the end, um, where he comes bursting in, like in a mirrored veil somewhere in Hogwarts and he um, so I remember there just being this sort of sense of realisation when he he turns the um, the stone and um, all of his you know family loop it yeah and you're like oh okay that's 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 that I was the exact same way I was waiting the whole time yeah Um, so I remember just feeling like disappointment Um, in terms of how it all kind of transpires and, and ends. Now, I think the book is is far superior than the film, and I think that's because how I'd probably imagine it in my head. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I like the idea of it all happening in the main big hall. You know, that's the crescendo. Um, I think in the film it just sort of happens in almost the middle of nowhere, just outside the castle. Um, yeah. I love that the castle itself fights in its own defence. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I love um, Mrs. Weasley. She kicks mass. Bellatrix. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No? Oh yeah. Gets gets taken out. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of how it kind of unravels with um, Harry, uh, almost just sort of having to accept death. Um, it's almost like uh, it's like the sacrifice, and it's just like um, so. It's, it's all about sort of selflessness and time back to that selfless act of love which his mum sort of did to him when he was a baby um, and then waking up in King's Cross or wherever it was and, and uh, seeing Dumbledore there it, it's kind of a bit fluffy for me um, but I really do you know what and it's making me smile now Just re- I'm trying to remember <laughs> how it plays out right I love the the idea as reading it. You know, Harry is about to wake up in Hagrid's arms as they're walking from the, the Forbidden Forest back, and you're kind of like, no one knows. You're the only, and I think that's the beauty of that point in that story is that you're you've got this like little secret with Harry. Oh uh, yeah, as the reader. You, yeah, as the reader, only you and Harry know at that point that he is uh, is still alive and is about to. Take and down Voldemort, yeah, and, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like all of a sudden, he's there, and Voldemort can't believe it, and everyone's freaking out, and all the good guys are freaking out, and I, just, I kind of like, I, I, I liked that, and it makes me smile, um, but yeah, I don't know, I, it, it wasn't like, um, it's very hard to end something um, as successful as Harry Potter. Um, 
that you know has to end. I don't know whether it was it was done, yeah. but I'm really intrigued to see to hear your your point of view because I was kind of mm. I, I think I was just accepting of it and just and just took it and was was pretty happy with it. What say you? <laughs> well, like I said, um, my opinion has never been very well received. <laughs> <laughs> I did not care for the ending. Um, I felt that Rowling did write the perfect ending but then she kept writing right um, i felt that the idea that harry like i said had to accept his death and make that sacrifice i thought that was so epic and so beautiful yeah and she set it up perfectly because you know he was with his family in the end and then when um he was you know stepping over that threshold dumbledore was there to receive him um you know, he was tired. He had been through so much. He kind yeah. of wanted that peace. The great Havens, man. Yeah, it was it was beautiful and it was perfect. And he already had Neville knew what to do with Nagini. Yeah. So that was the last. That was the only thing that hadn't been accomplished aside from his death. Um, Nagini had to be destroyed for Voldemort to be killed. And um, I mean, it was just perfect. It was beautiful because he, I felt in a way that he was ready because he was, like I said, he was so tired and he had been through so much. Yeah. And there were, he had never gotten to be with his family. And in a way, it felt like he was going to be. And I just thought that would have been the most epic way that, you know, not the non fan, it was the non fan pleasing way because they all wanted the happy, perfect ending. But, um, I thought it was the most epic and beautiful way to end it. But then she did, kept writing. Yeah. <laughs> 14 years later or whatever, oh 19 gosh, years epilogue, later. Yeah. I wish I had never read the epilogue. Yeah, that, that it's painful in the films as well, isn't it? Did oh, you, um, I, know, I know you didn't read it. June, have you read The Dark Tower by any chance in its entirety? No. I know John has. Well, I, uh, it's, I'm just going to say it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and leave it at that. However... Without giving anything away, the book does end. Um, really? And then it goes on. But Stephen wow. King, he, he writes a little sort of blurb or introduction before the end, of the end of the book. And he's like, guys, this is the end, really. You should just close the book. Um, you know, there is more, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that you shouldn't read this if you like the way that this wrapped up. You really? Know? Wow. <laughs> yeah. He's like, if you like the way this wrapped up, just close it now. And uh, it, but if you just absolutely have to know what transpires, you know, after this moment, keep reading. But just know that you were warned. You should you should slip a page like that into Maggie's book. Um, <laughs> just sort of like exactly. you know a bit of you know husbandry love. Um, One other Harry thing. There. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to say about the ending was that I felt like you know with Harry himself being. Um, an unintended horcrux. I yeah. felt that if he did not die, it didn't count. I mean, he just came back. There was no... I don't know. It, it wasn't clear enough for me. I, I don't felt like he completely passed on. And so I don't yeah. feel like he would have been, you know, destroyed as a horcrux. So I know what you mean. I kind of... I, I struggled with that a little bit myself. But the way I kind of justified that was he's, um, he's still Harry. He's still... It's not like it's just a robotic Horcrux. It's you know it's Harry's soul in there as well. And I think if yeah. it, a Horcrux is a piece of soul that's you know gets implanted into something or someone. 
And I so I kind of sure, yeah. Leave Voldemort behind because you saw that bit of Voldemort mm. there in the mm. station. That makes yeah, a lot more which sense. is the whole crux, so, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just forget. It's been a while since. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, <laughs> actually. Yeah, I guess that was that bit of Voldemort. Well, now I know. <laughs> I learned something new. At least I well, did. Thank you, James. I think that's it. I think the way you, you, you described that and saying, I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. That would have been a beautiful way to yeah. um, end it. My question would be, as a reader, where would you, would, and you'd end it there, and you'd just be left wondering what happens to Ron and Hermione and all the other guys. You just, or doesn't that matter? No, no. I think um, what she just wrote after that? that, minus minus Harry being alive and Hagrid's arms, I feel like all of that yeah. would happen, and possibly even the you know true death of Harry Potter would really stir you know them up to do what they needed to do. Mm. Um, in the end there and you know I know there would be a lot of sadness with Ron and Hermione um, and his other friends but you know I I think life would go on they would rebuild and I, I just think it would be a beautiful sacrifice it, it would have been the perfect just epic ending and I it's, it's an interesting point because you kind of you get a kind of a glimpse of that in the um, in the play don't you in the playbook where um, the alternative universe is I think how we did die and Voldemort die. wins mm-hmm. um, and there's this sort of like underground resistance of Snape and Hermione and Ron and, and whatnot in that um, in that play that's interesting right. yeah, I didn't it? know that and, yeah yeah uh, it, was, it was very fan fiction yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well who uh, I want to I want to kind of um, kind of wrap this up with, uh, with kind of I guess your basic question that everybody likes to talk about, uh, sure. or I'm assuming everybody likes to talk about or have fun with, and that is favorite characters. I think I already said mine. Uh, Sirius and Dumbledore, for sure. And I do love Snape as well. He's very complex. Mm. I love that about him. Yeah. I, I, Snape. I, I do like... I, you know, Snape. <laughs> Snape is great. I, I, I love Sirius, and I, I love Sirius for... I, I always wanted him to come back in Order of the Phoenix and show what he he, he, he had, and when he's in the in the Ministry, um, fighting um, alongside Harry and, and accidentally calling him James and all that sort of, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was, oh, uh, that's so awkward. Yes, <laughs> it, it, it was awkward, yeah. but it was kind of like uh, it was very sad. I liked, I I liked that. Yeah. There, well, there was something was about it. too. He went down fighting, which is yeah, what yeah. Would have wanted to go. But, well, it, it was it added a lot more depth to him, I thought, because at first I had only seen the movies, and then I started mm. reading the books, and it really kind of illustrated where Sirius was at mentally. Yeah. Um, you know, and it got to the point where you know it's like if you were to call your uh, call your dad's son by his name, yeah. you know, everybody gets a slip. You know, what yeah. I mean, especially it's like calling a teacher mum or something. You're like, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> but I really felt like he wasn't all there. Um, no, I guess. Uh, years ahead, do yeah, I guess that's true. But it made me feel yeah. for him a lot more because he he just missed so much and things just went to hell in a handbasket. He missed so much of yeah. his life, so much of his life that So I think he was in his own mind, like. You know, when he went to Azkaban and when he came out, he was still in the same place. You 
Yeah. Really, for the most part. Definitely, definitely intense. Do you know what? I'm just going to come out and say it. Fred and George. I just, oh. I, I love yeah. them. And do you know what? I love Fred and George. Gutted <laughs> when Fred died. Oh, Gutted. yeah. Yeah. Because they weren't really, and it's funny you say that because they they are one character in my mind. Um, <laughs> you know, if you were, if you were going to say favorite, because you can't have one without the other. No, they you bounce know? off each other. So, yeah. So when that happened, I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, it's like, how does one survive without the other? It's like, you know, part of you is gone. And um, actually, it's funny because one of the wonderful things about Harry Potter is it comes with so many amazing quotes but you know out of all of the you know beautiful and you know very introspective quotes in harry potter my favorite one actually is when um ron is gets his letter that um he's is it head boy or he's a prefect i think prefect Prefect, and um she she's like oh ronnie that's everyone in the family and <laughs> i can't remember uh, i think it was freddie's like what are me and george next door neighbors or something because <laughs> they were never they yeah. never prefects beautiful and sarcasm was, like that yeah that was like do you know what actually i love that i love that it's like <laughs> those little snidey comments <laughs> they, they bring the best thing to um book five is when they leave and they set the fireworks off and they just go off and do their own thing and they just leave every, everything behind and they leave Hogwarts with uh, Umbridge and all that nonsense going on and I remember sort of oh, in my head doing the sort of mental <laughs> cheer like fist bumping with myself uh, <laughs> but yeah I, I think it's that, um, oh sorry go ahead no, 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 keep, keep going I was just going to say, I love that everyone um, agrees that they hate Umbridge, Umbridge far more than they hate Voldemort. Oh, man. Because she's she's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, I've known people she's... like that. And it's yeah. just, yeah, it's just hard do. to hear through some of that, or, or hear some of that and, and, and endure it along with Harry, because you're just like, oh, God, if I was there, oh, man. <laughs> Scratching it into your back of your hands, I must not tell lies. Yeah, yeah, we've all, I think we can, I think the reason is we all identify with someone like that in our past, or, yeah. you know, you know we've, we've kind of rubbed shoulders with, and then, yeah, she's just uh, a sub, subhuman scum, in, to be brutally honest. But, yeah. Favorite spell? Do we have a favorite spell? Uh, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about Avada Kedavra um, quickly. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's not my favorite. I'm not a psychopath. Um, but I, what, it, it kind of got me thinking about something that we, we talked about a little earlier on in the show. It's around how to... Um, sort of muggles not see magical creatures and stuff and I was thinking mm-hmm. but I like the idea of, of Vada Kedavra's name because it was like it's so close to Abracadabra um, um, yeah. and I, I like that kind of idea that muggles sort of have this slight sort of glimpse behind the curtain of the magical world and they get things wrong so they've heard probably heard Avada Kedavra, but they, they say it was Abra Kedavra, or, you know, they've heard... very interesting point, yeah. They've heard of, like, dragons, and they've heard of, yeah. um, you know, unicorns and stuff, and, 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 and pixies or whatever it is, but they've never, they've never seen it, and I, I kind of like the idea around um, 
that 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 sort of crossover with muggles um favorite spell oh, it's got to be expelliarmus man that's like the standard <laughs> um, yeah that's like slapping something out of someone's hand yeah <laughs> <laughs> doesn't get more much more fun than that right yeah, yeah, if you're like you're about to lean lean back and take a swig of beer, it's probably on. It would it would that be a good. Yeah, yeah, it has many uses. I can see that. God, you could be such a jerk with that. Yeah, I think mine's got to be Expecto Patronum. I I just love the Expecto Patronum. Yeah. Patronus. Yeah, and because it's just it's so um, you know it's different for each individual, and I love that about yeah. it. Yeah. When I got my, so I went to, there's the making of Harry Potter, um, about an hour's drive from where I live, and um, it's the, how they do the whole films, like everything, all the, all the, the, the from the scripting to the costumes to the um, CGI, everything, and then at the end, they've got this incredible, and you probably got it at your, um, just down the road, right, on the International Drive, where it is, lucky, um, they've got like this huge, um, <laughs> one shot and um yeah I spent ages trying to think oh, what one do i want um and i didn't even i didn't even realize it was dumbledore's or the elder one but i got the elder one i think it's just because i liked the look of it um yeah, yeah. you sent that picture to me I, I yeah if that's the one you're talking about yeah. but like the saddest bastard in the world i spent probably an hour when i got home sort of with that thing tucked into my jeans, going up to like the door, going Alohomora, <laughs> looking at the light switch, then Lumos, um, you know, uh, having a cheeky look side to side, looking out the window and, and saying Crucio to an unsuspecting person walking past the window um, until Polly caught me and went, what are you doing? And I went, oh, just, just practicing. And they went, to it. for what? The Hogwarts letter's never going to come. Get over it. So, uh, oh, you know, no. you would love Universal because they have the interactive ones and they have several places around Diagon Avenue, uh, Hogsmeade, where you can do the magic. I get my, my thrills cu- my every... in, in, in... Sorry, gum. Sorry, gum. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, every automatic door hand goes up two fingers. Of course it does. It of side. course it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're, not, if, you're not, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're not doing that. You need to sort your life out. Um, <laughs> um, my, my cousin lives out in Florida, and um, I need to go and see her sometime. Uh, she's married with two kids out there. And um, I, think, I think it's definitely one on the list of places to go in the next few years. And uh, if I do do get out there, we'll have to do an in-person podcast for sure. Oh yeah, that would be very cool. I uh, and um, yeah, I, I, that would be by far one of the coolest things I think that that we could do. And uh, I'd love to go back up there and and do that whole thing, especially if, if you've never been. I know it's not quite the same since I, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I enjoy it. I really do. You could uh, do a live podcast at Universal and yeah. just Jude screaming. <laughs> we should definitely do it. Just, yeah, just me going. Like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I'm just excited. You know, when you first, yeah, when you first walk into Diagon Alley, mm. I will not lie. If you're, if you're a fan, a big fan, um, like, you, know, you, you tear up. <laughs> you hear the music playing, uh, yeah. the dragon breathes fire. And, um, wow. Yeah, and one of the cool things for me, um, I love going there, and you will see this at least two or three times if you're just hanging out yeah. in uh, Diagon Alley, 
you'll see people that have, are coming in for the first time and watching their reactions is really cool. Um, and yeah. just see how people kind of, of bug oh out. God. Oh man, let's do it. Let's definitely do this. And you'll have to like film my face as I walk in to um, oh, put be, it on Instagram. Be That'd be awesome. Well, I think that that pretty much wraps up everything that I had put together for this show. Was there anything else that, that you guys wanted to talk about that maybe we didn't cover? Man, I think we need to probably do another one. Like, you should do like a trilogy of this uh, Harry Potter specials because there's so much that you can just dive into and, and swim around. Yeah, I was going to say, I know there's, there's absolutely no way that we covered everything, obviously. Yeah. I'm actually rereading the books now, so... Maybe, yeah, maybe you can help me put something together. A couple months down the line would be a good time. Uh, oh man, I'll tell you who you uh, really get on with with um, Maggie is uh, Brady, who's uh, she's um, one of the presenters on our show. Um, but she's a she's a big she's a writer actually, um, and she's a script writer. But she's big into um, Harry Potter uh, as well. So um, you know, maybe you could mix it up and. Uh, Get her on as a guest yeah. or something. Uh, that would be great. Yeah. A sequel to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I would really enjoy that. I know, uh, and and I guess you know I'm just spitballing and putting ideas out there. Uh, pretty much when when you guys first started Blah Wars, um, I was in the process of putting something together mm. and trying to trying to get something rolling. And I probably would not have continued doing what I was doing if I hadn't seen you and John. Um, really? On Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I saw you and John, and I started listening to what you guys were doing, and that kind of inspired me to Aww. to continue um, doing what I was doing. No, I'm Cheers, serious. Man. It was because it was just so fun, and uh, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, you know, we uh, I was like, we need to figure out a way to get um, get everybody. I don't. I say everybody, but uh, you know, just mix and match. And I, I love the idea of a community that just does stuff together. You know, we each do our own thing, and then. Like you were saying, kind of a crossover. Definitely. Uh, call it a crossover event. Um, <laughs> now, with that, with that being said, though, I do I would not be doing my job uh, as a human being if I didn't mention Star Wars um, at, le- <laughs> at least one more time, or, or in a, a you know official and full on capacity. Which, by the Say way, that. you know, I, I realize now I pretty much do a Star Wars podcast. I pretend that it's not. <laughs> Um, I was gonna know, say, I said, no, yeah. no. I, <laughs> I leave that to, to finer people, you know. Um, John and Jude are doing the Star Wars podcast, but then I listened to it. I'm like, no, this dude, this is a Star Wars podcast, so you need to, <laughs> you need to not another, not another Star Wars podcast. No, John, John and I was that talking. The, we were like, man, we missed your show because we did, we did listen, and you did this amazing one around Vader, I think, just before. Christmas or last November or something, and we were kind of yeah. yeah and and yeah, I've, I I've said one. to you before, like you know, you got such a, a good insight and a, and a different angle the way you think about the walls. And then, man, you need to keep going because it's a great show, and we need to get you on Blow Walls as well because I think um, between the four of us, um, we'd, we'd we'd have some great chats and um, yeah, get you on on the For regular. Sure. Thank you, definitely, man. I would like that. Um, I, I, I very much would like that, and uh, with that said, I kind of have kind of something that I wanted to mention to you guys, and I, I don't think I have yet, but um, Maggie is actually, and this is something I, I cannot overstate, <laughs> um, 
how how proud I am of this fact, but she is working in an official capacity on the upcoming Star Wars set from Tops. Wow! Um, <laughs> yeah, she is contributing her art to that. She was invited to wow. work as a sketch artist. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> so um, I think I was so excited for you. I'm more excited for you than I was for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I can tell people officially that that my wife works on Star Wars. I mean, as boasts uh, go, that's a pretty damn good boast, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought so. Amazing. So I mean, yeah, it's dream job it'll right have there. The Lucasfilm, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, and it's a lot of work, but it's it's fun. No, absolutely. It's fun deciding, you know, because you have complete free reign over, you know, which characters or scenes. You to call. a degree. To, yeah, I was told no shirtless Kylo. Was <laughs> disappointment. That was very disappointing for ben me. Ben Swallow ben is Swallow. a no-no. <laughs> ben Swallow is a no-no. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get a rhyme. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool. Oh man, I can't wait to see that. Um, yeah, they they are very special. Yeah, I can't show any of my. Not obviously, yeah, no. Until yeah, that actually hit shelves, and each one actually has to be approved by Lucasfilms first. So yeah, if they don't approve a certain image, I can never show it. But, um, well, I know but, yeah. we probably work in similar fields because I I'm a designer and sort of illustrator as well. So. I did a load of work for Disney um, a few years back, and it was just like the NDAs on that, on those um, yeah. illustrations are insane. And you just you can't show anyone um, to the point where you kind of locked. We were locked in a in a room um, where you had to put your mobile in a special box and like USB oh, wow. pens oh and everything in a special box and sort of go in and, and sit down and work for the day. And um, you just just for the fear that like, you were going to take a picture of of something and send it and it get leaked and all of that crazy stuff. So I completely understand. But um, wow. eventually when they do come out, I, I can't wait to see it and say, hey, I spoke to a yeah. girl in America on a podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely keep you guys posted. But um, sure. I, think, um, I think that's pretty much it for now. I, I want to say... Thank you so much for being here, Jude. No worries, man. I, re- I know it took a long time for us to put this together, but, you know, um, especially with the time difference between yeah. us, you, know, you, you taking the time out of your day and, you know, because it's still pretty early over here. We, we definitely appreciate that. No worries. Thank it's you, been Maggie. a pleasure. Really, really enjoyed it. I'm glad we could uh, all three of us do this. And yeah, it was fun. It, we'll definitely work on, uh, we'll work on that sequel. All right, Jude, will you have yourself a good night? Cheers, man. And, you, you, uh, have a what is it? What is it? Three, three thirty your your time? Afternoon, yeah, almost yeah. three thirty. Yep. Go chill out, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and um, yeah. You bet. Thanks, Jude. Catch you later. Yes, indeedy, that wraps things up for us this go-round. I'm so thankful to be recording again, and I'm even more thankful to my wife Maggie and to Mr. Jude Gay for joining me on this episode. I wanted to say before we close that. Uh, Maggie actually asked me to make the announcement on her behalf regarding those sketch cards, and I was in no way trying to steal her thunder, but I may actually have to try to steal some of those cards because they are a Star Wars dream come true, and and I covet those suckers. We are going to have to wait until August, though, to see them officially, and some of us may be lucky enough to find them in packs, so keep your eyes peeled, folks, and do drop us a line if you happen to pick up one of Maggie's cards. 
we um, most likely will record a sequel to this show, which which will be fun, of course, and hopefully we won't get hit by such an intense storm the next time. Also, John Galantini of Blah Wars fame, or notoriety, depending on where you're sitting, was good enough to send me some advice on podcast recording, so we should level up in that regard, and that was super cool of him. So if you're listening, John, thank you, sir. Uh, we do have exciting things coming up, both with The Sleeping Giant and in the world of comics, cards, and toys. We just saw the release of Avengers Infinity War, and Solo, a Star Wars story, is right around the corner. Also, there are some interesting new developments taking place between The Sleeping Giant and Collector Zone, so stay tuned for those. We've already got a handful of awesome guests lined up for the show, and I think what we're working on is going to be really special. So uh, send us a message on Facebook or Instagram and tell us what you think of the show or any of the topics that we covered. You can find us on uh, either outlet at SG Cards and Toys, or you can shoot us an email at sgcardsandtoys at gmail.com. Once again, thanks to our guests, and thank you all for joining us. I've been your hosts, Grayson Marcotte, and until next time, y'all. Thank you.